<clears throat> Hi. <laughs> How are you? Welcome back to Deep and Meaningfuls of the Fursy. I'm him. I'm him, Fursy. This is episode seven. Thanks for being here. If you're enjoying the potty, please share it with your friends and fam. You know, if you leave me a rating or a review on iTunes, that helps me out big time too. And if you want to get in touch or ask me a question, the best place is probably to hit me up on Instagram at the Mark Furs. Now, there are three things that I love in life. Black Sabbath, a swim in the rain, and a good deep chat. And this one, <laughs> this one is, this one's pretty loose. The way things tend to be with my next guest. It is with my mate, Lowie. Now, we first met way back when he was doing Lowie's Hot 30 Countdown uh, on the radio in Sydney, and he interviewed me for Home and Away. Now, since then, we both lived in Los Angeles. He's still there, slaving away over a hot microphone. I've, uh, I've seen him crush it on stage with his stand-up comedy many, many times, and He's probably the hardest working person that I've met in the entire entertainment industry. He's also my very dear friend. He's also ruthless, so be prepared for that. <laughs> Here is Craig Lowe. The guy the other day saw me in my, in my Alice in Change t-shirt. He's, I don't know if he was crazy or not, but he's like, Hey, man in a box, man. And, and I was getting into my van at the time and I thought he was talking about me getting into oh, a man in a box. Well, I was like, yeah, that's me, bro. And he goes, I love that song, dude. <laughs> and I went, oh, and he's talking about a T-shirt. Okay. Thanks. Me too. Um, <laughs> and then he just kept walking. So that's why you can't wear shirts and hats. I can't wear sports hats because then people want to talk to me about the team. <laughs> and I don't know shit. How about that team, eh? Hey, sports. Hey? You like sports? Mm. Nah. Mm. Can you hear yourself all right? Yeah. All right. Are we going to start? Are we, we started. Start we started, mate. Do you intro these? Well, yeah. How do you do it? Do you intro it without other people? I'll intro it after, but I'll play it before. So you'll be like, g'day, welcome to, to what do you call it? Deep and Meaningfuls with Furs. Welcome to Deep and Meaningfuls with Furs, brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps, you're old. <laughs> like that? That your intro? That's pretty good, actually. Pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, I don't know if I'll be advertising with stamps. That's what Mark Maron does. Stamps? Yeah. What do you listen to? Rogan? Yep. Yep. He's he, Hey, do you like bison meat? Yeah. Do you like Brandon Sharp's ears? This is what the Cash App. He's always doing the fucking <laughs> Yeah, Delia does a cash app. I like um Sam Harris's uh, Sam Harris's one. He's like Sam Harris's he's just he's such a nerd. I love him. He's he's fantastic. <laughs> but his his whole thing is like if you'd like to support the podcast directly, you can donate on samharris.com and just and just and just straight Patreon. up like yeah, refu- yeah, doesn't even do Patreon anymore. Why? Because um, there was a guy, him and Jordan Peterson and a few other people decided to boycott Patreon. Why? Because there's a guy named Sargon of a card or something. Mm, good name. He's a, I don't know if he's a rapper or what he is, but he said something on I think it was on someone else's podcast, mm. like on a YouTube channel, where he said he dropped a few n bombs. Uh huh. Even though I think he is, I think he's black. Okay. But he said something that somebody found offensive, even though he wasn't calling someone else that. And then Patreon were like, no, you're, you're, we can't oh, have you. Oh, so they deleted it for freedom, freedom of speech. Yeah. And so then Sam Harris was like, this is bullshit. 
Yeah. He's not even he's not even doing like a hate speech thing. He's yeah. saying something as an example. Yeah, but the thing about those fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's one that one that that even even you of all people won't touch. No. No. And there's so many times when I go for a big audition or I'm up for something big or I'm writing on some show, I'll be like, "What did I say in 94?" <laughs> it's going to come back. The 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 hidden the hidden Lowy live tapes. Yeah, like because there's so I've talked so much shit on other people's podcasts that like mm. when I was in a bad place and someone's like, "Don't do the podcast," and I'd like drive there like, "Gonna shit on this club, gonna <laughs> shit on these people," and then I sort of just uh, fixed all the problems that were internally tweaking me out. And now in retrospect, I'm like, Ooh. "Yeah, this could this could this could haunt me." Yeah, and it will, and that's fine. But you, but you'll be prepared to be able to deal with it when that happens, if and when that happens. Yeah, but there's this beautiful thing where I just sort of tell people to fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's but that's that's quite effective. Very it, effective. Something that I'm learning with this, you know, doing this. Yeah, exactly that. Like you kind of there's a, there's an element of consciousness when you're talking, and you know it's being recorded. Mm-hmm. But it's like if my intention is not to offend anybody, and if anybody's attention intention is not to offend and somebody gets offended that's a, that's that's their problem yeah if my if if someone's intention is to offend okay well then you need to be brought into line but yeah. if somebody says something with pure intentions yeah the the worst thing they deserve is hey listen just so you know that might be found a little offensive and you go yeah, okay but the, cool. the problem is is that there's one thing i know from stand up 9 times out of 10 people aren't actually offended they're they feel they need to be offended <laughs> so right. they're not actually offended like like case in point um i've never seen anyone dress up like an indian and and i've been like oh that's hurting someone's feelings yeah. because people dress up like the crocodile hunter all the time yeah it's like yeah. occasionally what we perceive to be offensive when you actually ask a person who is that they're like no nah, not really yeah yeah that's right for some reason it's fine to be you allowed to be real like intolerant towards Australians. People That's people fine. mimic my accent. Like I work at a bunch. I've worked at BET and Elray. One's a black network. The other one's a Latino network. Yeah. Both workplaces, everyone I encounter impersonates my voice. Now, if I was to impersonate someone coming to Australia, oh, like if we yeah. had an Indian guy work in the IT department and yeah. every time he just came in to do his job, someone was like, oh, I do not know what a US big goes. Yeah. Like that guy would be like, Hey, so, man, just a heads up, you're probably going to lose your yeah. job. No, yeah, I'm going to HR. Yeah. You're in trouble. But because we're a funny nation, people yeah. are like, ah, knifey spoony. <laughs> yes. Which it's, is, you know, you're exactly right. I, I, when, I've, when I've been working in hospitality, you kind of, yeah, I would walk up to tables and, you know, do that kind of thing. And people just straight away just do, I mean, you have a bit about it. Yeah. In your stand up stuff. A whole bit about it. And it's because it's so, it's so common. But it's like, what if I was Asian? Oh, you know, yeah. you, you can't, you can't just, you can't just do that back to somebody. You can't just like, make the I sound. think the other thing is too. I'm not, I'm not offended. I am not offended at all because nine times out of ten we do sound like that, yeah. and we are a ridiculous people. Yeah, Australians yeah. at least hug on to their stereotypes. Yeah. Like we drink piss and we fight. Yeah. Like you say that to anyone over here, they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah I do yeah. that. Yeah, the the white Australian struggle. Eh? Yeah. Oh man, no one has it harder than us. <laughs> That's it. Down there in paradise. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, really. That I always find that quite funny when I had someone say to me like you know, when I'd first I had I'd been in America not for long. Yeah. And someone was like, 
Yeah, because you guys like drinking and fighting because you're all descended from convicts, right? You're just, you're like convicts. Oh, yeah, the classic convict argument. We 100% bought it on ourselves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did the wrong thing and th- we got yeah. sent away. I think mine like stole bread. <laughs> yeah. Which back then was rape. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then we, I know what we'll do. We'll put you on a belt, you naughty boys, and we're yeah. going to send you off to the naughty place, oh, which turned a- out to be wonderful. Oh, it was, well, not for the start. Now no, the start. Now, the the well, trip was now. probably awful. Yeah. Once you get there. Have you been to London? Yeah, I was there for 48 hours. Right. It was probably a bit long. It's probably too long. <laughs> I didn't get the hype. <laughs> yeah. I Here's one of those things I'm going to regret. Yeah, Someone will find yeah. this when I'm in London and yeah. they'll be like, yeah. semi, semi-amateur comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just set up these insults and what you is? can just knock them out of the park and hopefully <laughs> you'll get in more trouble than me. Nah, never. I do like, I do like British people. I just don't like London. It's too hectic. Why? It's so hectic, man. And it's and it's not like LA's hectic, but it's sunny. But and I don't really like LA to be honest. But but you London's don't like, like LA. No, London. You I, hate LA. I like it now because do I don't you? live here. I was talking about that today. I like it. I've realised that I do like it now because I get to I get to leave. Go out in public anywhere, and people are generally cunts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We don't try to be, but there's just some, there's something about someone who doesn't quite pull up at the traffic lights enough to set off the sensor, maybe sitting about three metres back and you're like, oh, I hope you fucking die. <laughs> and you don't know why that feeling's in you. Or, you're, or you go to like a, a store and it's 15 items or less and someone's got 18 yeah. and you just feel like. Clearly they've got 18. Yeah. You it's not even like, you don't oh, count. you're close. I count. Someone else's? But I count out loud. Other people's items? I count other right. people's items directly right. behind them that they know that I know that they're a fucking asshole. So I'll do this. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> three. three. Oh, oh, we're getting up there. Oh, we're in the red now. You've got seven lemons there, champ. Yeah. And then I'll be I'll be more of this is what I used to do. Now I'm trying to do breathing exercises. But like, <laughs> and then I'd get to the front and then I'd be like, I'd say to the cashier, oh, I oh, I thought this used to be the 15 items or less. And they'll be like, oh, oh, it is. And I'll be like, oh, well, you should uh you should police that better. Uh, because this is for people who are in a rush. I mean, I don't work here because I'm in a, a rush, but uh, you know, fucking all the time in the world, I guess. You counted my items. Yeah. 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 Have you considered um policing, like working as security at a at a I'd suck at Ralph's? At I'd suck at it so bad because there'd be so many instigators. No, I'd just profile everyone. <laughs> yeah, straight out yeah. the gates. It's a weird thing in in just in this town. That's one of the things that is kind of weird about about being here as opposed to being on the northern beaches in Sydney. It's like yeah. a whole different a whole different vibe. Nobody's in a rush anywhere. Everything's yeah, just it's a just complete chill. opposite. Everyone's just hey, you need to get in in traffic. Oh, we'll stop. We'll all stop. Yeah, why you go? Because there's seven children in the car. Why you go? Just everyone's Everybody, relaxed. Everyone's and just having children with former footballers. <laughs> yes, exactly. For, yeah. Yes, every yes. every every husband's named David for some reason. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's remarkably accurate. Used to play for the. Yeah. yeah. Played Origin once. I was doing an acoustic gig the other day, and a guy, a guy who I can't remember his name, but he is the he used to play rugby league, and he is now the Lowe's guy. Okay. Like the for the fat people clause. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't. We don't well, well, we can't call them that. No, um, the the um, the, 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 the bud. It's like the. Well, it's not. It's not even like cotton on. What's it like? Um, it's like um. I don't know. I Ross. Don't know Ross for less. Yeah, it's kind of like Ross. It's like Ross's creepy cousin. Yeah, 
Yeah, but it's all just dudes, isn't it? It's all dudes. Yeah. And they all have shirts that say stuff like, rather be fishing or yeah, some yeah, yeah, shit totally. like that where totally. it's just like. That's their novelty range. Yeah. yeah. I'll miss my wife. Yeah. My mime will yeah. get better. Some shit like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Some shit your uncle wears at Christmas and he's like, you read the shit? Yeah. yeah. You like, say that? Yeah, I read it, Daryl. Yeah. yeah. I've got, yeah. got, got other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's the Lowe's guy. And he gave me 50 bucks. And I was like, oh, what no, for? No, for? For just rocking out so hard at my acoustic gig. Oh, he just gave you he just, 50 He bucks. loved it. He came up and gave me a hug. We're like in the middle of the song. And yeah. I was kind of like trying to give him a high five and, and keep strumming. What song, what song do you think I'm going to ask you where you're playing? <laughs> what song do you reckon it is? It, I, don't, I, I have no idea. It's definitely not going to be Horses by Daryl Braithwaite. By Daryl fucking Braithwaite. <laughs> you're right. And for those of you who are American, uh, you need to you need to Spotify a song called "Horses" yeah. by Daryl Braithwaite. It made a, it, it was huge in the eighties, early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, and it's just made another late two thousands. <laughs> yeah, now it goes in waves. Yeah, it goes in waves. Yeah. And then we wheel out Daryl Braithwaite and he's all like, yay, more, more cash. He's just getting greyer, but he still wails. Yeah, so does Johnny Farnham. Yep, John Farnham keeps quitting and then just keeps doing more Yeah, he pulled the kiss. He's like, it's the farewell tour. To, it's the last time I'm going to say goodbye Yeah, to, to touring goodbyes. I, can't, I get it though. Good on them. Like they, they're getting on, but they're like, you know what, what else am I going to do? Fuck it. But Let's why quit in the first, like. A great way to sell tickets, mate. No, it's not. It's got to be it. Because now you've. I'm never coming back again. I promise. If, you better get a ticket. If he had just been like every couple of years asked someone who's, I don't know, not a dumb fuck and just been like, what should I do? I'd be like, just do the Whisperin' Jack 30th year and you do only the songs from that album start yeah. to finish. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, great. And then the next one would be like, what should I do? And it'd just be like. You and your son, and you call it the Farnham Family Band, and guess what, fuckface, same songs again, yeah, yeah, right. different name. Instead of instead of keep dangling the carrot of, no, I'm definitely quitting this time. But someone should have told him. Yeah, look, you know, John Farnham's, John Farnham's way of, of doing business is, is quite interesting. I don't get it. I don't get it. He keeps coming back. But look, I, I'll, I'll go. I haven't seen him yet. And I want to, but I know that he's lying when he says it's the last time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in knowing that I will see him one day. John Farnham is a girl on Instagram who deletes her boyfriend's photos and then immediately puts them back up with something like Bay Forever. And you're like, get the fuck out of yeah, here, Sally. Something, something fishy going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I love a good breakup on Instagram. I'm currently following three absolutely outstanding breakups. And I'm going to be honest. It's just good to watch someone else's life fall to shit. What's the politics of Instagram breakups? Well, now we well, if you're a girl, you used to just delete all your boyfriend's photos of you two together unless you were cute in it. And then but now you can archive them. So so you still keep the photo you but no one sees them, it. But no one sees them. So you hit archive and they and they piss off. Okay. But then when you get back together and he's like, "Oh, no, it was a joke. I didn't oh, I was texting her about a, a cat. Wasn't asking to see that." Right. And then <laughs> <laughs> And then you can unarchive them and whoop, they're back. Yeah, wow. Well, wow, okay. And so they all just appear back on the they timeline. They disappear and then they come back, but then it's it's quickly followed by at least three weeks of passive-aggressive screenshots of girls' Twitters where it'll be like, a, a real man can't handle a strong woman. He won't know what to do with her. And okay. you're like, it's like, bitch, you work at the reception at a real estate agent. You're not <laughs> you're not a strong, independent woman. You just, you pay rent with three other girls in a house. Yeah. I don't know how strong you are. <laughs> 
I don't know if strong women have tandem car parking. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that does seem it does seem like a quite a challenging living arrangement, though. If I'm to be completely honest, maybe. It's well, yeah, got to be strong. Maybe it's a different type of strength. <laughs> yeah, it's a to, it's tolerance, a tolerant woman. Yeah. Uh, but look, uh, for those of you about to get angry at the comments I just made, men are garbage. So that offsets. Good disclaimer. Yeah. We should probably put that at the start of this podcast anyway. I should probably put it at the start of most of my podcasts. Just men are garbage. Yeah. And just like it like like flashing audio, just just yeah. kind of subliminally playing in your yeah. ears and then we're off the hook. Well, everyone just likes shiny things. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the it's like the inner kangaroo in us. Yeah. Do they <laughs> like shiny things? Yeah, they love them, especially if they're coming from your car. I man, one time, one time when I was, I think I was seventeen. Me mate, me mate. So no, I just went. I just, I just totally went. To, I've never. You just went so orange. Went, oh, me mate, me mate. I never say me like that. I, I know how. Mate. I know that it's my. Yeah. But for the sake of the story, me and me mate Gaz. Um, <laughs> he he picked me up in his mum's car. We he, he didn't we didn't have his peas yet. We was he was on his L's. Um, which means for anyone in America listening that you, you're learners. Yeah. You're not allowed to drive without a fully licensed person. And he, and he, but he did anyway. We went out to this party and, you know, had a bit of a party, had a good time, had to go home and the party was out in the country somewhere and we, Gaz has terrible, terrible eyesight. I don't know if it's gotten any better, but I doubt it. <laughs> uh, and <clears throat> as we were driving, I was, I was, I was sitting there, I was like, oh, geez, there's a, there's a kangaroo in the middle of the road. Oh, Blatantly no. standing there in the middle of the road. I'm just on the way home. And I was like, Gaz, Gaz, whoa, whoa, hey. And and we got it. We it was no. yeah, it was brutal. And it was it was it was horrible because it scared the living crap out of us and the poor kangaroo would not have fared well. Yeah. But they they get they get dazzled by the shiny by the shiny lights. Well, yeah. And they kind of jump towards you because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. And so not only did actually it's funny now that I'm telling retelling this story now that I'm older it's really quite tragic and awful yeah no it was a no I didn't know how you th- thought you were going to get out of this one no because now I'm realizing we probably killed an animal yeah and then Gaz went home and and had to light this is the funny part actually <laughs> he went home and because he smashed the the headlight and the bonnet was a bit bit dinged up he he pretended that he'd just been going for a drive to get some driving practice in the wee hours of the morning. That's what he told his parents. Yeah, and um, and of course his dad didn't buy it. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, yeah you wouldn't. No, I didn't it. take that yarn. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's crazy. So, and and he got in a lot of strife. And my folks, he his dad then told my parents, bitch move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He fucking dogged on me. Fucking he dog. T- he, yeah, yeah. He fucking Who dog fucking cut. does that? And he, parents love a good dob. And my parents were so awesome about it because they did. They were like, okay, we found out what happened, Mark. And we're not mad, but just disappointed in you. We, oh. thought, we thought better from you. And they didn't discipline me or anything like that. They just treated me like a peer. And I was like, wow, you motherfuckers. Wow, that's really, that's oh. really good. Oh. Are you not even going to yell at me to make me feel better about so like I'm off the hook? I've got to what? Look at my own actions and take responsibility for myself like an adult. Wow, oh, they just made you feel like absolute, like you're a shitty coworker. Yeah, they were, and it, and it was it was it was perfect. It was it was a really cool way yeah. for them to do a bit of parenting. So well done, mum and dad. That, yeah, that, that hit the spot. Good taught, for you. Taught me a good lesson that one. My dad beat the shit out of me with a leather belt, but I like what your parents did. Right. <laughs> 
I can't, I can't see why. I don't know why I ended up the aggressive one <laughs> and you taught me yoga. <laughs> Seems very... I mean, I can't see the correlation. There's no cause here and effect there whatsoever. Between passing on aggressive tendencies yeah. to your child when you're angry. Yeah. I'll figure it out someday. You're, um, we were talking about your beard earlier. Oh, well, we call it that. Yeah, well, it's, it's getting there. How You've grown a beard before? Once before? No, I haven't. Well, you tried. I came, uh, I, I think I was like two weeks away from where it's going to be. Yeah. And then I shaved it off for a really big movie role. That you, you got it for sure? Yeah, no, it? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I can't talk about it. Right. A little movie called Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> or did you did you play Jeremy Renner playing Hawkeye? I saw Jeremy Renner yesterday. I forgot did to you? tell you. Right. He was driving a Tesla with some blonde chick. They pulled up out the front of Ralph's. She ran in and got flowers. He was wearing a hat. But then as they took off, he was smiling. And then I Googled him and he's worth like 54 million quid and has this beautiful home. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> And that's the end of my Jeremy Renner story. We'll be back with more thanks to stamps.com. <laughs> well, that's a great story, man. That was a great I should have told you. You guys don't know this, but Mark and I constantly have this joke because my eyes are too far apart, so I'm never going to make it as a good actor. Uh, mind you, Jai Courtney's eyes are on vacation from one another as well, but he's like eight foot four and 17 feet wide. Well, it's working for Jeremy Renner too. Yeah, but I realised it's only because Renner agrees to do the, oh, you're in that roles? <laughs> so I've just got to lower the bar. Right. That's right. where I've been going wrong. Right. Well, we, maybe we should write something where you can play his his brother. What do you want to call it? Rarami Jenner? Rare, you can be Rarami Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's an ugly dude too. No offense. Sometimes he's hot, and then other times you're like, "Oh, you got a little hobbit nose." Yeah, I'm, I, don't, should, I don't know. If you do a podcast, we need to call it "No Offense." <laughs> no offense with Craig Lowe. The amount of people have shut on on podcasts that later on I'm like, "Fuck!" If I make it and this gets picked up by TMZ, <laughs> they'll be like, "Yeah," they'll be like, "I, don't, know what I he's don't, like. don't care." That guy's a terrible actress. <laughs> What's the other one that I call you? The guy from um, the the thing from Ice Age. What's his name? <laughs> you know the dude with the. I was about to say Scat, but I, uh, I don't know I, it is the... something like that though. His yeah. name is um. He grabs know, acorns at the start of them all the time, right? No, no, no. It's, oh, the, it's it the, the other, other dude. The other dude with the eyes that are really far apart, and the, the one that you look exactly like in every way. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also got a hairy face, like you at the moment. It's a shit beard. I don't know if it's going to happen. It's coming in pretty good. I've invested in uh, live bearded pills called the Beard Boosters. Take two a day and pray. And I thought then... you were kidding when you told me no. about that. What's in them? Oh, I don't know. You should know. Yeah, it's a multivitamin, but I believe it also has the same stuff that like uh, growth hormone, pressure and shit has in it. Okay. Um, Propecia. I, I, yeah. think, I think what it does is it stops. I think it's meant to stop your hair hair from growing and then it sends all the chemicals back down to your face. Uh, that seems a little complex, but, but... Well, here's the thing. It's got 500 reviews and 495 of them are good and then the other five had a stroke or something. But those are pretty good odds. I know? mean, I'll take that. Especially if it's for, for a healthy, thick, rich beard. Yeah. And then I've also got my beard butter coming, my beard shampoo, okay. and then my beard moisturizers. Yeah. I, you're being very humble because it is a little bit patchy. It's but very patchy. What I can tell you is that if you just push through, if yeah. you push through to about four months, yeah, 
all those those patches will fill in. Plus, you deserve it because you've got a thick and lush, incredible head of hair that's never going to fall out. My hair is – I got a haircut two weeks ago and I got to go back in now and it was yeah. short. Yeah. Like my hair grows bananas. Yeah. I feel like your hairline is, is coming down. Yeah, some have a receding. Yeah, like <laughs> me. Mine's mine's going – I've got the spot right in the middle, staying there beautifully. Yours is and great. the sides are kind of just going – because becoming the McDonald's guy. Your he- Yeah, your head kind of looks like the top half of the Batman logo. It does, but it's not even – it's not even. We've talked about this before. It's not even symmetrical. At least, at least when you go bald, it'd be nice if it fell out evenly. No, no, yeah. not for me. The right side's going to go bald first, and then the left <laughs> side will hopefully catch up. But it's only you and someone who stares at you every day who ever notices. You, well, this you see, stuff. you say that, but I've shaved my head. If I grew my hair, you'd be like, "Why is half his hair missing?" Well, I'm growing my beard. Why don't you grow your hair? <laughs> oh, okay, that'll be fair. Seems fair to me. It's much more acceptable to have a patchy beard than to be having a patchy head of hair. Because people think, oh, has he been in a fire? No. <laughs> no one trusts a guy with a patchy beard. People trust bald pricks all the time. They're bankers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. We run the world. Girls. That's, that's bald men. Me and Jason Statham. Have you seen that billboard for the Rocks movie with him and Statham? And I realise this has to be one of the first times ever it's just two bald pricks. I, w- I saw the, the trailer and I was real stoked. The trailer is so mind-numbingly dumb that yeah. I cannot wait for it. It'll be great. It'll be great. And it's really good for, you know, for my ego because I was like, oh, if The Rock and Jason Statham can yeah. do it, I'm exactly like them physically Yeah, and, and, and it's not going to be a problem for me to be next in line. No. As a As a – as a bald man and physique wise, um, it's going to be perfect. Because yeah. that's all, because that, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, that's what you need. If you have no hair, yeah. you must be jacked. Are you thinking of getting jacked anytime soon? Mm, I see what you've done there. Are you Particular, thinking of getting you're acting muscular if, whenever you want? You're acting as if I'm not already perfectly toned, tanned, and sculpted. I mean, here's the. Th- I'm still carrying a little bit of holiday weight. I've been traveling, okay? Okay. And I'm on holiday now. So. But you're a vegan and you don't really drink. So what's your excuse, you fat fuck? <laughs> I'm in a relationship as well. I'm happy. Who with? Okay. McDonald's. Nice. Take that. Good. See what I did there? Good, yeah. See what I did there, yeah. Porky? Two to low dog. Okay. Well done. Really hurting that self esteem. <laughs> really yeah. fucking got you there. Called you yeah. fat. It's going to be fine. How are you going to be- come back from that? Oh, what? I'm just going to not eat for a week. Good. Speaking of that, I've genuinely – when you do it intentionally, it's called fasting. It's not – it's different. <laughs> yeah. When, it, when, when you do it because you look in the mirror and you're in tears, it's a disease. Yeah, yeah. But if, you, if you're consciously aware of it, it's, yeah. it's fasting. And I did, um, I did three days once on just water. How, how was your mood? It's a very interesting state of mind. Yeah, it really <laughs> you, must be. You get to the first days – it's actually fine. You get a little cranky because your body's used to eating. Yeah. And then – but you can push through. Physically, you're fine. Okay. The second day, you start to feel a bit tired. You're quite a bit lightheaded. Yeah. Um, and and you're just a bit slow because you're, your body's still burning up the, the blood sugar. Yeah. And the third day is kind of you're really tired. But yeah. then what I didn't know is after about three or four days – your body switches over to burn to into into ketosis and you're burning your stored body fat. And it's this beautiful, clear state of mind. And you can keep going like that for a while and it's wonderful. I never got there. I got to the shittest part and then and then caved. Oh. So, you know, you live and you learn. What'd you learn? Either don't do it at all, which is what I've been maintaining. Haven't haven't done it again. Well, or good. Power through three days. 
get to like yeah. see what four, five and six are like. Yeah. But you can't really do it if you have a job or anything to do in your life because you probably just want to chill. And, and like, like someone like you who just can't sit still, this is the most you've sat still probably in a week, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I honestly had to think about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm constantly trying to make it. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's, a good, it's a good mental place to be. Yeah. yeah. When you make your entire life about your career yeah. and uh, it takes like 10, 15 years to end up writing for El Rey, You'll look back and be like, "I made it. I made it." You know, I like. I like. I was interested to do coming into this podcast because, I because we know each other very very well. Yeah, and I've heard, uh, you've got a lot of really good go to jokes, but you know that I've heard them all many many times. You've heard them. I don't know how many times. My yeah. go tos include acting like someone grabbed me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get nah, fuck off. nah. You'd be saying, "Oh, listen, nah, get off." Yeah. That's uh, a good one. That, like, that always that gets one. a good chuckle. Though. What else? What else? What one comes to mind when you're you're, you're on it? Um, well, you do what you do, and these still get me. You do, and you've done it already. This, this F-I? yeah, you do. You pretend you're on the radio because you, that comes very naturally to you. Well, here's the thing: whenever I do a podcast with someone, because I've you know made a career out of doing this. I'm always quite taken by someone doing it because you can see that they've heard a lot of radio, they've heard a lot of podcasts, but it's good to watch how someone's brain has soaked in that knowledge from all those years of listening and if they've decided to incorporate some sense of a structure. Yeah. See, the way to come out of these things would obviously be like, you know, a radio break for me. Yeah. I would be name. What's the purpose of the show? Yeah. Where you can get all the shit for it. Yeah. What you can expect on this. But then you've got to give them a reason to give a fuck about all of it. So you almost ask it in a question. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then I'll go on someone's podcast and that not yours specifically, but like someone's podcast and they'll be like, so um, you're, uh, you're, you're from Australia. And I'll be like, oh, no one listens to this. <laughs> Straight out of the gates. Oh, I see what's actually yeah. happening. Like, like I can usually tell within five minutes whether this thing gets downloads or not. And right. then it really depends on where I go with it. But it's also funny to sit with you while you're doing it yeah. because you keep looking at your phone and I can't tell whether you've got questions. Or things to do. Or or you're just like. <laughs> Somewhere to be. Yeah. Or you're just like, oh, fuck, come on. Yeah. I've got to. Tiger and Curry, I got over twenty way. minutes. But it's all. But it's it's very weird for me. It's more like um. I think this was a mistake. This was. This is how do I get out of this? That's what it's. That's the. Oh, the, you're giving yourself pep notes. Don't be nervous against a fucking radio professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. God, you're with a broadcaster. That's what it is. He's gonna. He's gonna see straight through oh me. Oh God. Now, see what I've done with this podcast is, is, is none of that. The structure you're talking about, none of it. I just, I just start recording before you even know. Right. And uh, and we just do what happens so that I can. I'm off the hook. With any kind of formatting situations, and this can be yeah, fuck around. research. That's great. Right yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, exactly. some of the best interviews you'll ever see on Letterman or any of the great interview shows is their their inability to just really <laughs> just know where it's going. Yeah, you yeah. know. Well, I feel like that's the case with you. No matter what's happening, just just having dinner with you. Well, I'd have five questions I'd already want to ask you, but that yeah. would be things I've always wanted to ask you. Yeah, but see, that this is different. You've never interviewed you. Yeah, you are you. I interview me when I meditate. That's what meditation is. Wow, that was that was that was really profound. No, I realized that the other day because when you're interviewing yourself when you're meditating, you can't fucking lie. Yeah, because you can try, but then you go, "I know I'm lying to myself." Yeah, 
That's so, bullshit. Yes. Am I going to keep? Am I going to sit with that? Yeah. One? Am I going to keep bullshitting myself? Because yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, this person got that thing. Nah, Craig, it's good. It's happy. And then I'll be like, hang on, back up, fuckface. Yeah, you yeah. don't feel that way. Yeah. Why don't you feel that way? And how do we honestly feel that way? And then you're like, oh, okay, I got to do some unpacking here. It's been good to sit down with me for 30 minutes here and really been like, this mirror isn't as clean as I wanted it to be. Wow, man, yeah. Hey, that's some uh, that's some good stuff you've gotten to. You're dead on. Yeah. You're dead on. I mean, you're crazy. I love you, man. Like like Thanks, like man. hanging out with you is is um honestly, I can I've got a few questions I'm going to ask you, but I'm like this is this is just going where it goes. That's, okay. That's why you do your comedy so well because you're just like I don't know what's going on up there. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot, but I appreciate you. I think I've, I think you always know I've appreciated you, but there is a lot going on. But see that you asked me, you know, have a you when you interview someone, you usually have a bit of you do a bit of homework. I've been doing homework on you for fucking twelve years, mate. Yeah, now you know it back to front. Still trying to figure it out. Well, here's the fun. I, like I think I've said it to you once or twice. We were at a bar together the night before I moved here. That's true. That's true. We we're at we we're at um that bar in in uh, North Sydney. Yeah. What was it called? I had my 21st birthday there. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. So it's weird to come full circle and just be best mates after that. Because if you, we had said to each other, hey, here's where you're going to be 12 years from now in one of each other's lives, you'd be like, oh, that's I weird. I can't, yeah, I can't see it. But then I get excited at the possibility that how many other people are in my life currently that right now are just a guest star mm. that don't even know they're going to be bumped up to a series reg. <laughs> And what role you're the director or the star or both? I'm I'm like the director. I'm like Ben Affleck in one of his movies, okay. where I'm the writer, the director, the producer, yep. and the star, and Batman, and and <laughs> Batman. fat Batman on the side, <laughs> bloated Batman. Yeah, <laughs> where you can clearly tell I haven't been off the source. <laughs> you still sleepwalking? No. Really? No, don't really have nightmares much anymore either. Excellent. But mind you, I went through a phase where I got into the marijuana a bit. Right. And But then I leaned off that. Right. Because I found I was writing good jokes but just not a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not – I mean, it's some individuals it's great for, but I can't can't be productive if I'm smoking weed. Yeah. I have to – I have to – I move so far laterally. I have all these ideas. Yes. But I can't can't execute them. You can't be, like, focused up like I'm doing this for this. I'm going to finish this idea. I just can't do it. Well, I use it wrong then because I think I use it like lubricant for creativity where I'll sit in front of my computer and I'll be like, I've got five premises I need to write down. I've got them in here. Let me get – high as fuck and there's this 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 beautiful window where I'll have four drinks and I'll have I'll I'll smoke a little bit and then I'm fucking flying and it goes but one too much either way of that window and then the wheels start to come a little bit. Yeah, off the you get you get the the, um, the creative death wobbles, and it's and there's nothing. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I'll do this joke about pelicans. Yeah, or you start you start over evaluating your life. Yes, and it becomes. Yeah, yeah, it goes the wrong way. There's, I don't know who, who. It's a famous writer who made the quote: "Write drunk, edit sober." Oh, which is uh, exactly yes. you know the one. Yes, yeah. which makes a lot of sense if you yes. if you can be creative, if you can find that spot where your mind's just you know bouncing out ideas yeah. that just coming out of you like crazy. But then when it, you sit down the next day and you go, "Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I was on with the pelican thing." Yeah, uh, let maybe me buff that. Maybe buff that one out. Yeah. But these ones are pretty good. I did that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I wrote a 
a show like last month, wrote the majority of it and built most of it shit-faced, came back and was like, oh, this is actually fucking great. Yeah. Spelling's all over the shop. Yep. I don't know if I know the difference between your, your and your, yeah. but yeah. we're in it. Yeah, drunk you doesn't worry about those kinds of things. You oh, shouldn't. Oh, no. No, exactly. It's a, it, it's a, it's a quite an effective tool mm. to be able to tap into. It's interesting driving around LA now, especially after being in Australia for a while again and how cannabis is just a thing. It's just like – It's part of our daily lives, like buying yeah, milk. Absolutely it is. There's billboards everywhere. Yeah. And and because you can't – can you not advertise alcohol now like that? You can advertise booze but you can't advertise cigarettes. Mm. But it's it's a very – I, you know where my heart breaks for anyone who's in jail doing 25 years for marijuana possession. Some kid who is, <laughs> yeah. And now I can just go and fucking buy it by the gallon if I yeah. want. There's no yeah. real, hey, that'll do, pig. No. Like it's a. It's, well, you, you, I think you're legally allowed to, to purchase way more than you could ever need. Oh, yeah. And have plants yeah. that, can, that can give you way more than you could ever need personally. Yeah. I think they're changing that that law for people in prison, aren't they? To retroactively pull it back? I think so. They kind of need to. Oh, yeah, man. Although we are kind of living in a generation now where you'll get in trouble for something you did 15 years ago for something you said. What, you mean something like this? No, no, this is fine. I'll be dead in 15 for sure. No fucking way. <laughs> I, I'm actually I'm, I'm planning that it's going to take 15 years before, before this takes off. It's, it's 15 years ahead of its time, this podcast. Yeah. Yep. You're the first guy to do a podcast that just involves. Yeah, yeah, I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not late to the game. No, it's just two guys shooting the shit. <laughs> two really excellent guys. Are you snapping your toes right yeah, now? Yeah, I do. Let me go. Oh, my one? God. No, I've run out. I've done this foot. I'm a cracky guy. I'm a real cracker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, oh. don't, you don't crack your toes? Um, nah, too busy fucking chicks. <laughs> okay. Yep, good, good. What else have we got? I don't know. I'm trying to see what you've got written in your little phone of doom over there. I noticed that you dodged the sleepwalking thing very, very effectively. Because, yeah. yeah. What do you want me to say on it? No, nothing, nothing. There was just a couple of funny stories we had about, about sleepwalking. You've got a bunch. The time, the time that, that you punched a hole into my bathroom door. Oh my god! Are you still you weren't on even about a, that. You weren't even awake. Nah, but I came back and fixed it. <laughs> it's true. You did a great job. Yeah, I was actually interested in in just that that kind of dream sleepwalking place. I've had a few of it. I pissed all over my girlfriend's vanity. Well, I'm glad you said vanity because in my <laughs> vanity is what I call it. Um, no, I guess somewhere vanity is what I call her Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just saw a white thing. And my brain was like, guess it's a Danny. So what's – because I, I remember sleepwalking once when I was young. I was probably 12, 13, and I'd walked up the other – all the way up the other end of the house and then I, I remember it and I came back and I was standing outside. I was going to go back to bed and my bedroom was next to mum and dad's room and, and mum goes, where, where have you been? And I'd been in bed and I said, I've gone to – I'd been to tell Will something. And Will was a friend from school. Yeah. And then I just got back into bed. And I remember it, but I hadn't gone to tell Will anything. Ooh. I lived 20 Ks out of town. So I didn't know what and what I'm curious about what. Because you did you sleepwalk often? No, I have a weird backstory for it. So like in 1994, I had a good friend called Ross Scarazinimo. Uh, 
And we started reading horror stories together. There was all these horror books we would get out from the library and just read a bunch of them. But something- like Goosebumps. No, nah, like, like for some reason, like actual, like, like I still think about some of those stories. Like why was that in a primary school? Yeah. But then I started feeling like I was getting haunted by something. And then the feeling got worse and worse and worse to the point where it felt like there was constantly something in my room. Wow. And then I slept it beside my parents' bed. I must have been like 14. And I slept beside my parents' bed for an entire year on the mattress. And then the terrors came and then I still felt terrible and then slowly but steadily, I started sleeping back in my own bed one night a week and two nights a week. And then it took a real lot of time to get us out of it. But then wow. occasionally something will just tweak at me and then I'll just – something something will feel like it's back again. Wow, man. Or or I'll just wake up somewhere weird and I'll be like, all right. But now I'm like – So before you started reading this thing, there was nothing? There was nothing. Wow. But I remember the day I sort of saw something. I was walking and something flew near my feet and I was like oh, – like a black thing just oh. flew beside my feet. And then I was like, oh. And the only other time I felt it was when I was back working at Nova in Sydney. Yep. For some unbeknown fucking reason, they put me in a huge – uh, residential high rise on Piermont overlooking mm-hmm. the water. But here's the thing: there was, there must have been, and I'm shitting you not, must have been like 300 units, and out of all of them, only three people were living in there. So you drove into this residential place like the fucking shining. Wow! And, wow! And every night I slept on the couch because every time I walked near the bedroom, I just got this overwhelming sense of dread and anger. Oh. And I was like, "This isn't good." Slept on the couch, and then I was like, "You know what? This feels fucking weird." So the last day I left before I came back to LA, I packed all my bags, and as I was walking out the door, I turned around and I said hey, if there's something here, let it be known. And as I said that, all the gas cylinders on the stovetop blew, just went, like sparked and just went up. And I fucking, you know that gasp you have that really takes you when you go, I got goosebumps. Yeah, it fucked me up. I I, I remember I ran like I've probably never run before. Like, See, the thing is, it sounds like that's bullshit. Yeah. But I know that I don't feel like you have really... I mean, I know you pretty well. Yeah. And I can't imagine why that would be the kind of thing you would make. Well, there's up. no there's nothing for me. It's not a very game. good it's not a very good story. It's a shitty story. If it's not true. Yeah. But it's if like, it is there's true. nothing involved in it. But it, it like those things fuck me up a bit. So now whenever I hear something in the night or I feel creepy or yep. something like that, I'm like, meh. But nine times out of ten when I wake up in the wrong place, I'm just like, oh, Either something got me up and tried to take me for a bit of a walk. Something got me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to just trying to skeptically play out what could have happened. It, I mean, there, there could, could be, be a coincidence. Could be a surging gas. Could, yeah. You know, it's but, one of those things. But the things. timing of that is uh, awfully uncomfortable. Timing was terrible. Oh, man. Yeah. That's um, – so I wrote this script recently about a, a girl who is possessed. Yes. And I was doing a bunch of um, homework trying to – you know, it's about a heavily Catholic – family and their daughter gets possessed. So I was doing a lot of homework trying to figure out, you know, watching obviously started off watching other movies with yeah. possession movies, which, you know, they take a lot of liberties and then diving into finding about other, other people's stories. And you shared that one with me in Australia yeah, about the exorcism in the middle of 
nowhere. Oh, yeah, that one's yeah. – There's – and it's interesting that you say, you know, as you were – when you were young, you were reading these creepy stories and mm-hmm. it <clears throat> kind of stayed with you. Yeah. There was a little moment there where I started reading I, – I, I was late. It was late at night. It was like 2 or 3 in the morning. I was reading something about the occult or something, trying to figure out a certain terminology for this script and and I kind of got taken with this – some page that knocked down this rabbit hole of darkness and, you know, I'm hanging on to it with this, you know, healthy amount of scepticism that I like yeah. to think that I have and I'm going, it's fine, it's just a website I'm just reading. But I was just afraid and yeah. I don't believe in this stuff yeah. but I'm sitting there reading this, I'm, I'm, I, you know, it doesn't help that I'm, I'm alone. I was home alone at the time, it was late, I'm reading stuff about the occult and I'm like, I just started getting real scared. Yeah. And I started thinking, man, what happens if, if in the process of writing this script about a girl who gets possessed, what's yeah. what, what doors am I? What's happening? I don't know. I don't. I don't believe in this, but I'm still afraid. You don't believe in it, but a large part of it, like uh, I know you and I are sort of on the same wavelength when it comes to that sort of stuff. But it's like you can manifest specific things if you do it well enough. Mm. I, I this year I manifested a bunch of great things I said I really wanted and they came back to me exactly how I'd pictured them in my head. Mm. I think it's the exact same thing even when you're reading something terrible. Yeah, I could be reading about a haunting in Delaware, mm. but the fact is it's just me and that story and I'm sending my vibration directly to that story yeah. and whatever that was. So whatever vibration is still happening from that story, it's like a phone call, like, oh, cool, someone's calling me. Let me go visit. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel when it comes to terrifying things. I'm with you, man. Like, yeah. Like I often think about, I have these like sober stoner thoughts these days where I think about like, and I used to have them all the time when I was smoking, but. I still have them these days when I think about stuff like that. I think we don't – we figured out radio waves, right, and those kinds of ways of communication and we just use it to kind of send video or radio or messages and stuff like that. But what if there's things that live in there? Yeah. I kind of think are we, how, would we, how would we know how to capture them or measure them and is that even – is that a thing? We yeah. don't know. No. We don't know what the fuck's no. going on. Everything is just a vibration. That's what's so weird. That's why human beings love music so much. Yeah. Because it's just our core element back yeah. to what it is. It's just a sound. It's a it it's whatever that is. On a, on, a far, on, a, on, a, on a level that is beyond rationality. Yeah. And not to go like a full like turn it into a Ghostbusters podcast, but we're at a point where even if they released video now of an actual UFO and said it's an actual UFO – we're all too fucking dumb to just be like, well, it's doesn't exist. Like we, yeah. we're all so quick to say the other person is bullshitting. Yet if you, it's so weird. And I think they did it in Independence Day. It was like, even when he was like, I got uh, aliens took me and probed me. They're like, whatever, idiot. We've got yeah. to go fight aliens. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's where I think we're at now. Like if you don't yeah. believe in ghosts and you don't believe in aliens, then you you might be dumb. Yeah, there's got to be like yeah, there just has to be something. The plausibility—it's so supposedly the universe is 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 endless, and and that's if we believe that there's only one. There's yeah. the multiverse theory, yeah. which will really break your noodle. But if it's endless, how is it that we're the only life? Yeah, and it's so arrogant to think that this is the best the universe could come up with. Yeah, we're the we're the peak. 
Yeah, like we're the we're, it. we're the apex predator of the universe. Yeah, we may be destroying the planet that we live on and killing ourselves and yeah. killing each other, uh, but we're it. We're the peak. <laughs> That's it. Out of all the universe, I'd love for whenever I don't know about you. Whenever I see one of these end of the world movies and aliens are coming, I'm like, good. Yeah, we had a good run. We had, yeah, mind you, I'd, we kind of went a bit far. I think. Yeah, to be fair. we probably deserve to be taking down a peg. There is there is no possible way when you see any political climate or the general populace of people who get famous for things on Instagram that a part of you isn't like, all right, well, let's hand in what we call this DVD of life. I think I've had it too long now. Tough and, resignation. Uh, yeah, no, we had a, yeah, it's fine. The one that gets me is is the talk of uh, going to Mars and colonising Mars. Leave it alone. I'm just going to think, oh, do we deserve to go to nah. another planet? Nah. We should probably fix this one. Yeah. You know, before we go there. I'm yeah. cool for us to go there as long as we fix the mess here. We can't just – it's like it's like a hoarder. You, yes. you load up your apartment with yep. a bunch of junk to the point where you can't live in it and go, oh, I'm just going to move somewhere else. Yeah. No, no. No. Just throw away your shit. Mm. It's the same as population control movies. Yeah. When they're, you know, like Kingsman, when they're like, hey, we're going to kill a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, so what's the what's the bad part of this? Like Avengers? Yeah. It's happening in a lot of big movies. Kingsman, a lot. Avengers. Yeah. And the and the bad guy's getting more and more relatable. I quite liked Thanos, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, to be honest, I, I heard his story and I was like, I'm going to have to. I'm glad you said it, not me, mate. Yeah. Do yeah. I get to be one of the 50% that sticks around? I'm fine if I'm not. Yeah, we're I had a good not. run. Yeah. I think as soon as you as soon as you bring it up, you get, you're done. Is that what it is? It's probably, that's what we deserve. Imagine if aliens come back and took us out Thanos style because they were also just sick of superhero movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd star in one. Yeah. Yeah. So my mum had a ghost story. Speaking of ghost really? Busters, yeah. She was, she, there was an, we used to live out like 20, 20 K, 20 minutes out in the country when I grew yeah. up. And there was an old family, a uh, family that lived in the house before us. And their grandma, apparently she, she died at the house I think she died at the cl- up at the clothesline, had a heart attack or something. But I think I can't remember the story entirely. So sorry, mum, if I'm getting it wrong. But I can't remember if she she was looking up at the clothesline at night and there was a woman up there, or if she was up there, mum was up there doing doing it, and there was a woman up there hanging clothes with her. And mum just tells this story. Mum doesn't talk about this kind of stuff. She's not yeah. this kind of person, and she just tells this story like it was something that happened. When she was running, I ran into Andy, uh, you know, I ran into Bill's mum from school down at the shops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she'll tell the story about that. Oh, there, there was an old woman up at the clothesline. She just tells, it's like, it just happened. I just kind of believe her that that's, yeah. Whether she, whether it happened or not, she believes that's what happened. Yeah. And it's like, why? I kind of think, why? What has she got to gain by making that kind of thing up? Yeah. And there's so many of it. Like, absolute. What is she, like, no one's going to come to a house and be like, here's a million dollars for bullshitting about a ghost. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's not getting anything out of it. No. And she doesn't go around telling everyone. But if you ask her, she's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I've got a couple. That's She's nuts. got a couple of stories like that. She's just like, well, it just, it, I don't care if you believe me. It's what happened. Yeah, the, the country, there's something about the country that's just eerie. Yeah. Really off-putting. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's out there. That Wolf Creek stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, well, that's actually a person doing horrible things, supposedly. Yeah. I think it's the isolation. Yeah. So no more, no more night terrors or or sleep. No, I don't. But my girlfriend gets uh, sleep paralysis. Oh, you've passed it on. Yeah, I mean, I palmed it off. Yeah, right. Good. I mean, if you're yeah. a ghost, were well, you going to mess with me or this big titted Instagram model? <laughs> <You know>? Bye. <laughs> it's because of your muscles. That's what it is. 
I thought I was big and then I Googled that fucking picture of Jai Courtney and now I don't even feel like going to the gym. <laughs> it's done the complete opposite of what I thought it was going to do. He's a big boy. He's a big oh, boy. God, he's. I stood next to him at Melrose Markets once. Yeah. And he smelt like rich people. <laughs> he smelt like he knew. He's been doing very well, hasn't he? What he, did he do? Suicide Squad? Did a couple of things. Yeah. I'd, I don't really do it. Oh, yeah. Did he do um, Insurgent and those ones? Was he in those? Yeah, he did an Insurgent, Divergent, yep. Detergent. Detergent. We had uh, an, an Insurger at our house because my wife Laurel kept kept banging on about how she wanted to watch Insurgent and it had, it wasn't at the movies and it wasn't on on demand yet. Yeah. And so every time she brought up Insurgent, she had to put a dollar in the Insurger. I made about 40 bucks. No. Yeah, she was real obsessed. Did she end up watching it? She, we, we watched it and she was a little disappointed that she lost 40 bucks. For was it. it okay? She liked, actually, to be fair, she liked it. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan, but I thought it was, I had a nice time. Yeah. And that's, and that's our, our Jai Courtney story. How are you finding the stand-up scene? I've been a little not really in it lately, which is both healthy and not because I signed a deal to do an album and then I got this full-time writing job. I didn't think it would take up that much of my time, Mm. a full-time job. I didn't think the (laughs) full-time job would take up any of my time. (laughs) And now I work so much that I'm looking back on, what was I doing for those five months when I didn't have this job? Yeah, yeah. So stand-up's good. Yeah, It's not really my time or my people's time right now right. and that's fine. Um, what do you mean, angry white dudes? I was going to say uh, well-adjusted, uh, beautiful Anglo-Saxons, but, <laughs> I mean, you, why well, you said it's fine as well. Right, well, I think there's only room for Bill Burr and that's, Well, you know? I think I think the straight white angry, not even that, it's just straight white guy comedy because there's so much of it and then a lot of it, if, like, here's my take. If you're a fucking alt comedian who wears flannel shirts and a stupid dad hat, you're going to get a job on a TV show somewhere. But a lot of the problems people have with me is my face, how I look, and the sound that comes out of my voice and the fact that I clearly own a gym membership. (laughs) And although I've written for BET or MTV or VH1 or all these, you know, high-profile places, people just want to hear woke comedy even if – they don't believe it, which is a weird thing. I find a lot of stand-up lately is very, it's not vulnerable. It's just saying obvious shit so people agree. Like, gays are getting married, bad time, am I right? It's like, wait, then what were you thinking before? That's a lot of my fear where they're just like, Mm. you know, Mm. it's very bad bad time, bad time this started happening for this, am I right? And it's like, wait, you didn't think that the whole time? Why are you saying it to a group of people like that? Seems like a bit of virtue signaling, virtue comedy. Yeah, it's very, hey, these people are bad, am I right? It's like, yeah, obviously. Here's a joke you've probably heard before. So I'm a little bitter at it, I guess. Sure, but sure. that's a good thing. Well, I mean, so I I had a crack at doing stand up, and I yeah. did I did two open mics, and there was about there was about how long have you been doing it now? Eight years. Wow, man. Eight nine. So, so I I had about two months where I was really trying to, you know, work on jokes and figure that stuff out and getting things getting things sorted, and I did two open mics, and I just found for, for this is for me, it just wasn't a healthy state of mind for me to be in because I kept. I kept like, I was just searching for the comedy in every conversation rather than just enjoying a good conversation. Yeah. And for me, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a good place. Yeah. Um, 
and I can totally see how I can go in. I can go in waves where yeah. you're like, I'm really loving doing this and I'm feeling good about it. Then other times it's like, ugh, yeah. It's uh, and I don't. I don't know if it's the right. I think this is this actually just having a chat and if we have a laugh, we have a laugh. It's yeah. much better, much healthier for my mind. Yeah. Um. Whereas you seem you seem to be able to kind of be off the cuff with gags a lot better in general. I, I kind of have to really sit there and, and try and oh, really squeeze them out of me and it becomes a, it became a bit of a chore for me. Yeah, but I think the commonality you'll find in that is I can't sit there and write music. Do you know how sometimes something can just flow through you no matter sure. how much you want? Like I wish I could sing like you can. Like you can, you can hit notes. You know how you know how keys and structure and all that shit works and a F is a B and all that sort of shit. It's exactly the same as stand-up, I find. So, like, mm. you can stand on stage with a guitar and someone can just yell something out and you can immediately be like, oh, I'll play a G here and then I'll just mellow into this song and that'll work. This same as yeah, stand-up, right. I've found. It's like... There's a formula that you're kind of understanding and... Yeah, I yeah. know what's going to work. Like, I know if I do crowd work with one guy in a green shirt, and I make a joke about him looking like a fucking leaf, I've already planted it in my head. I'm like, okay, so spend the next two minutes on three other people and somehow bring it back to the leaf. Yeah, now, right. they don't know I'm doing that parlor trick. But so the callback's be, always going to get a laugh. Yeah, so I'll be yeah. like, blah, 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 moving on to the next one, blah, blah, blah. Buddy, are you high? Yeah, why don't you fucking smoke his shirt? Yeah. Oh, how did you do that? And yeah, it's right, like I knew right. I was going to do you it. You just did it then. That's a good joke. Yeah. yeah, and in my head I was like I need yeah. to fill in three minutes of my set to segue into this joke about how much I hate talking to people and then it looks seamless. Like people are like, well, I don't know if it was a, if you came up with that on the spot or not. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a lot of it. But yeah. mind you, you're at the open mic phase and that's the <sighs> same as how you were talking about fasting. Yeah. you got to – you got to spend three years in the trenches, and that's what that that is the best way to weed out who really wants it. Absolutely, and you know, part of it for me is I'm probably just justifying the fact that I, I was just real, real freaking hard. No, oh, and, yes. and well, the other thing is that the open mics, these are people who are meant to be making who are making jokes, but they're depressed. They're depressed, and they don't listen. They sit on their phones. Yeah, it's, a lot of them aren't very good. Well, you, you're not meant to be at that phase. Yeah, you're, you're still figuring it, it out. Yeah, but a but lot hanging of hanging out there yeah. was like, wow, this is a dark place. Yeah, this is a yeah. depressing place, and it gets very clicky very quickly. Yeah, like that's one thing when you hang out at the clubs. It's like there's one big comedian, and then he has three guys sucking his dick, and mm. then there's three guys sucking those three guys' dick. So it's like this pyramid of dick suckery, <laughs> and then you're just like, g'day, and then they'll be like, well. Yeah, we go on tour with, and we, uh, like, yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. like, yeah, but everyone, you're not in the club, yeah, and there's like, but no one likes you guys. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware of this, yeah, yeah, but, but then, you, like, the made. head guy will be the nicest guy. Yeah. It's always the underlings that are the biggest fucking pull throughs, but it's like that with anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny world. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's probably the, the the fitting word to use, but it's an odd world, the stand up yeah. comedy world, and it's, and there's a whole, there's a whole bunch about it that I never. Understood. I think that a lot of people genuinely don't understand that you're not making it up on the spot because no. because it seems as though I for a very long time thought, wow, that guy's really funny, and then I saw then I saw the same comedian twice, and he did the same thing, and I was like, hang on a minute, yeah, he's 
He's not, make. he's not just saying things off the cuff at all. Yeah. He said it exactly the same six yeah. months ago. Yeah, and sometimes it does a little better sometimes and the other times you can suck. Yeah, and I guess I think there's a lot of people that don't realise that. They, yeah. they don't quite understand that it's a show, which makes complete sense. Yeah. It's like a band. They don't just make up the music on the spot. So yeah. why on earth would a comedian be making up what they're doing? Now, there are some guys like, you know, Ross Noble. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a nutcase and he just comes out and does a completely improvised show every time. But that's that's a rare breed of human. Yeah, there's and, a couple of guys that are, you know, brilliant crowd work guys yeah. who do nothing but the crowd work stuff. I think that I think that a lot of people think that that's what it is. Yeah, a lot you're of just a do. funny guy, so be funny yeah. anywhere, and and you don't have any jokes, and you just go. Yeah, which is why it fucks up a lot of people when a heckler yells out because you've just yelled out in the middle of a scene. Yeah, yeah right. Like and it's you've a got, play. You've got the flow, and the flow has been completely yeah. interrupted. Yeah, and then if and sometimes one joke can be the callback for one in three minutes, so then yeah. you have to mathematically stand there and be like, "Well, that can't fucked up that joke." I started doing crowd work on him. Mental note, you can't do that joke in three three jokes time, yeah. just so you know. But during this entire time, you're having an inner monologue conversation with yourself while calling someone a prick and his girlfriend looks like a tarantula. Like, yeah. well, that's yeah. the weird part about it. Yeah, well, it's so much more conscious than it, than oh, it yeah. really seems. The, 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 the nights when I'm great on stage are the nights when I'm having zero conversation with myself in my head yeah. and I'm feeling everything I'm saying out. Yeah. The worst nights are when I'm in my head like, uh, yeah. this sucks. Fuck yeah. this. Why is that guy texting? It's the same thing with acting, you know. Like if there's, yes. a, if I'm doing a scene, even if it's an audition or something, and you and you're in it, and the moment that that I start to search for the line, like I've forgotten it, and I go, "What is it again?" And I'm talking, but my inner mind is going, "Hang on, what do I say next?" And then even if you get it, it's crap. You, you you're just hanging on for dear yeah. life. Like you can, I can finish the scene, but yeah. it's rubbish. Yeah, because you're not. That's I'm why I'm learning your lines is so fucking important. That's why yeah. going off book for me, I don't know about you because yeah. you've helped me so much with my acting, but like if I don't know the words, I'm fucked because I'm not thinking about emotions or delivery or how would I say that in that character. Mm. I'm just being like, what, what, do, I, what do I say after yeah, a bit yeah, about yeah. the jungle? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you can see someone's wheels turning. Yeah. And you and you, and exactly, you can finish the take. Yeah. But- you're like, oh, I was being, I was being me, and I was, I was acting real hard there, and yeah. I think it showed. Yeah, and 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 well, half the time, like now nowadays, if I do that, I just stop. I just go, sorry, I'm, I've lost it. We need yeah. to start again because otherwise, I'll finish the take. I get into the bad habits where I'll finish the take, and I'm like, oh, that's that was rubbish. Oh, but I don't no. say anything because I managed to finish it and maybe they didn't know. Yeah. They knew. They knew. And if they didn't know, they should have known. And they'll it watch was, it on, on film. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, no, sorry. Sorry, I'm thinking about – I'm thinking – I'm gone. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not here right It's why if you get the giggles, well, they call it corpsing, when it, it's, it's impossible to stop laughing. You did a comedy film recently, right? Yeah. Did you have any of those moments where you guys were just struggling to get through a take without laughing? Or was it all – Yeah, but that was mostly at my acting. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was the crew. Oh, yeah, okay. That was the director actually well, yeah, going – It wasn't even anyone We answer. made a mistake. Yeah, it was a lot of that. No, I don't, I don't think we had any of that. But You're lucky because was- it, it really gets – It's like if, if yeah. you watch outtakes or bloopers on any of yeah. those comedies, like Anchorman outtakes, and you can yes. see there's just a moment where there'll be the odd scene where they have to do like 12 takes because – Anything you're you're out of you're you're gone you're in your head and you're so aware of what you're doing yeah and it's just impossible even if it's not a comedy it happens yeah. all the time 
especially like like comedy is even way worse. But even if it's not, something happens and you cannot remove it from your mind. Yeah. And then and anything they do or say that's remotely different, forget it. You're gone. Fuck, that's and it's, weird. And I don't know what it, I don't know what you can do to get out of it apart from go for a run and try and come back another time. Yeah, acting's hard. Acting's yeah. hard and fun. It's hard enough to be yourself, let alone trying to be someone else. Yeah. I think a large part of me, if something was big enough, I probably would do stand, uh, probably do acting more than I would do stand-up, mm. which is a weird thing to spend eight years crafting and then I had three really good things back-to-back and then I was like, oh, I think I enjoy the collaborative process and hearing others' opinions and molding something together as a team. Stand-up's very, very singular. It's very... I'm writing it, then I'm on stage, and then I just have to take the full brunt of the right. good and the bad. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's where it can be, like where it can be so rewarding, but also challenging, right? Well, yeah. And a lot of times with acting, I take in a stand-up mentality. So uh, you and I, you, you know, I went for that role last week that you helped me with. I probably won't say what it is. Oh, you'll never know. Oh, you guys are going to be so angry about it. But it's one of those things where, as someone who when I'm working on something, I will give it the utmost respect and time. So a part of me is so arrogant in my head that I'm like, it doesn't matter who they give it to. That person would not have worked as hard as I would have physically and mentally for that role because I know what my work ethic is and you've got to fucking really bring it to beat me on my best day of me working hard, Mm. which Mm. is hard because I'm going into acting with that mentality. And a lot of the time acting is – 17 people making a decision on who gets that one role and, and, can, and come, it can come down to weird shit like, oh, we've put them in two other things so they get this and then this. We can't have that guy because Phil, the executive from the production company, doesn't like his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, shit yeah. like that where it's the art is taken out of your hand to be able to create whereas stand-up's just like, good luck, off you go. There's no yeah. boss. There's no real rules except for don't say this word maybe and don't yeah. punch anyone in the audience. There's no team. It's like tennis versus soccer. It's exactly what it is, yeah. Yeah, you're just you're completely there out on your own. Yeah. And, and you, I guess you can get in your own head too and yeah. you, can, you can sabotage yourself. Yeah. Whereas you've got no teammates to help you out, like, you know, to kind yeah. of try and carry you a little bit if, you, if you're having yeah. a real shitty time. And you go as far as you want to go when you're doing something by yourself. So if I yeah. gave stand-up comedy seven nights a week, wrote for two hours a day, pestered everyone for stage time, I would probably be four years more advanced than where I am now. Mind you, with acting, I can put in that same amount of love and care and it still comes down to some casting director assistant who's going through a breakup and didn't watch his self-tape and ends up giving it to some fuckhead who was on CW because he has blue eyes. Yeah. And lots of Instagram followers. Lots of Instagram followers, yeah. even though they are fucking terrible on camera. It's like, and that's where a lot of the problems, I mean, I know we're finding it. It's like, if you're casting people based on followers, you're not in casting, you're in publicity. So fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, man. If you're casting, the only thing that should matter to you is a beautiful performance in front of the camera. And I know a lot of people will be like, well, you're just not up with the times. And I'm fine with being a traditionalist in that aspect. Yeah. The best, the thing that someone works for the most should go to that person. It shouldn't be, oh, they do that moment when videos and they can probably help six people buy tickets because anything they've ever given to an influencer has failed. 
because no one ends up watching them in long-form formats because they're fucking irritating. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny that casting thing influences. I was actually really lucky to get a, to get a, um, a, a, jo- a role in a movie a couple of years ago. The movie's yeah. called Tell Me How I Die. Yeah. And it's currently on uh, iTunes. And, I bought it. It's really good. I watch it a lot. I watch it at Halloween a bunch. Amazing. And I nearly didn't get that role. Yeah. Because it was they were, the way they were getting funding was was getting um, social media people in there. So, for instance, yeah. Ryan Higa was in it and that was his first acting role. Yeah. He's a YouTube guy and he's huge. And to his credit, he crushed it and he was so – he was the opposite of what, of what you're describing. He was like – he he didn't think he was worthy. He was stressing out so yeah. much and he worked his ass off in that role. And I think he was really great. Great. But there was another guy who was who was gonna get my role and he came in and I think um the director was just like, Yeah, man, I can't I'm I can't do it with him. He can't I, I he he's not an actor. Yeah. And, and and it was and it was a big it was a problem. He the director was like, I, I just can't. So we need to like they wanted to put him in there to get the social media thing, and he's yeah, like, nah, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Yeah, and so and so, luckily, I'm standing there, going, please, I've got a couple of, couple of thousand Instagram followers, please pick me. Yeah, I can do lines. I can I can learn That's all the so lines. Funny, but you were great in it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Because you're an actor. Yeah, but that was lucky, dude. Like, yeah. like. It was. It probably more often than not wouldn't have gone my way. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, it's 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 a changing it's a changing world. I got to get my got to get my socials up, right? I don't think I do. And <laughs> to be honest, I'm giving it fuck all of my attention because yeah. I would much rather dedicate that time to honing my craft that I care about for a room full of people than I would some pull through teenager who thinks me putting a whoopee cushion in public and filming fat people sitting down on it is funny. <laughs> and that's where it comes to that end of the world chat again. It's like, if this is where entertainment's going, aliens can come. You're yeah. good. I'm good for a comment. Yeah, yeah, we had a good run. Yeah. We really, we really milked it for all it was worth. Yeah. If this is if this is where it's going now, where it's just like, ah, fuck it. Everyone gets a show. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay. And 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 look, perfect, perfect way to sum up this podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see if anyone listens. Let's <laughs> Oh, should we wrap it up, mate? Yeah, mate. I it's, don't been know. A, it's been a while. Oh, well, mate, thank you very much for having me on. I'm very proud of you. I'm happy to see you over here again. Oh, likewise, man. Love you, brother. Thanks for being here. Love you, mate. <laughs> see ya. Bye.